This is the Left to the Nations podcast. It's a place for conversation on what it really means to follow Jesus and show his love to the world. Welcome to the second episode of the Love to the Nations podcast. This is Jenny Papabastolu, and I really hope that the first episode blessed you. If you have not gone back and listened to it, you can go and check it out. You know, today we are talking about having a conversation about thoughts in quarantine. Okay, right now, you know, while we're recording this, it's mid-August, everything, the world went crazy past this past March, and all of us were thrown into a different way of living, a different reality. And, you know, throughout these last few months, what is it, almost six months, throughout this time, there have been so many thoughts and so many like heart heart stirrings. I don't even know how to ex- describe it, but there have been so many things that I feel have grown, have been challenged, have changed the way that we look at things, that changed the way how we believe and so in our Christian life. Um, So I have two thoughts to share with you today in this podcast. So, you know, this this pandemic, COVID-19, it has challenged us. It's shaken us up. And not all of it is bad, you know. And it's totally a situation of God making all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, as it says in Romans. So I just want to go back to the beginning of all of this pandemic and all of this going and staying in your house. I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that I need at least one outing a day to feel normal. I mean, I need to get out of the house. I need to do something different in order for me to feel like I'm functioning well. So as you can imagine, being locked in a house for so many months, even though you know the strict lockdown was probably two months, that's a long time. And for those kind of people, if you're like me and you love being out of the house and you love you know, just going and doing and being busy, I am sure that this quarantine, this pandemic has grown you in a lot of ways, frustrated you many days, I'm sure. But there were a couple things. And the first one that I want to share, my first thought about this time during quarantine is that, you know, this time has challenged us. I believe, challenged ministers, Christians, believers, challenged us in our identity. Why? I see, I saw a lot of ministers who their their regular schedule was busy, going, traveling, doing this, doing that. And now all of that has come to a stop. All of that has ceased. And 
I really, really believe that there have been a lot of people that have had to come face to face with the reality of who they are without being able to say, look what I've done. You know, it's so easy for us to get our identity wrapped up in what we do. This is for anybody. This is for anybody that we begin to see our worth in what we do, our identity, how pleasing we are to God, how effective we are in the kingdom of God. And this whole pandemic has shaken us up. Now, we're still effective for the kingdom of God. We're still doing things you see online. But right now, in this season, there is a whole bunch of doing quote unquote nothing. And I know that that is challenging for people. I want to share a story. Back when I moved here to Greece, you know, I was traveling every weekend. I was gone all the time. I would get back, unpack, pack again, and leave. This was my reality. This was my life. And actually, before I moved to Greece, there was a season where Actually, nobody was asking me to come preach. Nobody was asking me anything, you know, and I knew that I was exactly where God wanted. There was nothing more I could do, but it was in that time that I realized I don't know who I am. My identity is being challenged because I found that all my identity and all of my feeling like I was accepted came out of what I was doing. And I remember that being the mo- one of the most difficult seasons of my life because you feel like zero, you feel like nothing. And I know that there are people that have gone through this pandemic and quarantine that you feel like nothing. You don't even know what to do with yourself because you're not producing and all you don't even know how. You would if you could, but you don't know how. And I really know that these are times where beautiful lessons of of our Christian life can be learned. Beautiful lessons. Because it's in those times that we feel like we cannot do anything that we can find where we're truly basing our identity. And in that first season, before I moved to Greece, God began to shine a light on how I was how I was living and how I was seeing myself that I had to say, look what I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. And let me tell you, friends, this is pride. If we feel like the only way we can have an identity is by how many people we're preaching to, how many things we're doing to post on our social media, I've done this and this, I'm traveling here, I'm traveling here, I'm traveling here. I'm not saying it's bad to post those things. What I'm saying is, what is my heart motive? In posting this? Is it so that people can see how busy I am and how productive I am and how fruitful I am? I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the first podcast. Being fruitful doesn't automatically mean you're being busy. Sometimes the most fruitful seasons are the ones where you're most hidden and the ones where you feel like you're not doing anything that you could say, oh, this is what I've done. It's the ones that you you are spending time with Jesus. 
Spending time in the presence of Jesus. When you don't even know who you are anymore because you're not able to produce anything, you go to the vine and you abide and you realize that is who I am. First, who I am first is not a minister of the gospel. It's not any outward thing. Who I am first is a child of God, a beloved of God. And you know, that's, that's a difficult lesson to learn sometimes when your whole worldview has been shaped by how busy we are and how that defines our identity. So I remember that time, it was so difficult because I was feeling inside of me like, I need to be doing something, I need to be doing something. And here God was giving me an invitation to realize and to recognize that I'm beginning to put all of my identity in what I'm doing, not in whose I am, not that I belong to the Lord, not that I'm just a worshiper. And so I, throughout this quarantine, you know, I have been through a couple seasons like that where some have been very short, some have been very long. <laughs> um, but throughout this time, and you know, when I moved to Greece, outside of the Western world, ministries, and, and you know, that world, it was the same thing. I had to come face to face being like, I'm right where God wants me. Sometimes it's hard for me to quantify, you know, am I doing enough? Am I... But at the end of the day, you have to say, I'm, I'm a child of God. And sometimes my productivity and my fruit means just to come to the Lord in full confidence that I am his child, that I am his beloved. And as much as my human nature wants to do so many things so I can hold it in my hand and, and put it out and say, look what I've done. This is who I am. Sometimes life doesn't work like that. And let me tell you, that is the grace of God. It is the grace of God that he has shown us and revealed to us not to find our identity in what we're doing and find who we are. We're supposed to find who we are and who God has made us. So this whole quarantine, you know, I, I'm well-versed in having seasons where I feel like I'm useless. And I hate those seasons. Honestly, I, I bring so many tears. Even today, I almost cried with my husband. I was telling him like, you know, it's so hard, blah, blah, blah. And your human nature wants to have a checklist and, and have, a, have a list of what you've done. And it's so good. Productivity, preaching the gospel, doing all these things. This is so beautiful. And it's a work of the kingdom of God. But it also has been idolized. Another thing I feel like has happened during this quarantine and during this pandemic is idols have fallen down because you realize they are so, so weak and they don't count. You know, people, people's traveling schedule has stopped and they're going face to face with who they believe God is and who God has called them to be outside of any Christian work. Our Christian work so many times is glorified over the glorifying of Jesus. 
And that's why, my friends, I really believe that this time in quarantine is not a curse. It is a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing because we have this opportunity for to be pruned, to for things that are are come from evil, the pride of man, those things being rooted out and being humbled before the Lord and being like, I cannot do anything unless I'm doing it with you. I'm reminded of a scripture in Philippians 3. I really feel like this is a good quarantine scripture because it really talks to our situation. It says, Further, my brothers and sisters, in verse 1, Rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by His Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. I'm going to stop here. So many times when we put the things we're doing in our productivity as our identity, we are putting confidence in the flesh. We are putting confidence in what we can perform and we can do. And Paul was in the same boat. He said, I have reasons. If you, if you want to know somebody who can brag about what they've done, it's me. He said, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, the best that there is. In regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. He's saying, look at who I am. I could, he could be that way. He says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. The, the times where we're not able to perform, not able to produce, all those things are lost, considered and compared to knowing Christ, the surpassing worth. If for one moment, I start feeling sorry for myself that I am unable to produce like I used to. I realize all those things I have put confidence in my in, in human flesh because all of the things we can do, even all our Christian work, even the things we're so good at, all of that we consider loss for the sake of Christ. He says in verse 8, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, the righteousness that comes from God comes from faith in Christ, God through God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Listen, this should be our prayer. In seasons of busyness, and seasons of being still, our prayer should be, I want to know Christ. Nothing else. 
And when we put it in perspective, when we put it in our hearts and, and in this time where, yes, it's hard. It's hard when your schedule's not as busy and filled as it used to be. But don't let this opportunity pass you by. There's going to be times and there's going to be seasons where you're going to be busy. But God is giving us an invitation to get our heart and our foundation right. Don't feel like you have to fill your schedule with things just to do more things because that's not fruit. You may look productive, but you can be weak on the inside. We fix our foundation. This is the beautiful invitation that we have. He says, Paul says, and it should be our prayer, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participations in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12 says, Not that I have already obtained this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. This is the one thing that Paul did that we can do. Forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful invitation we have, friends. I know that this is a difficult time. It's a time of reflection, a time shaking us up. But let's make the most of it. We have this opportunity, this invitation to be pruned, to be more like Christ, to know Christ. There is nothing more powerful and more beautiful than simply knowing Jesus. And that's why in times that we feel like we can't produce or we can't, I'm okay. My identity is secure because I'm not what I do. That's not who I am. Who I am is whose I am. Who I am is that I'm a lover of Jesus. I'm a child of God. I'm a beloved of God. And all those things we can count as loss. Those things are important. Yeah, totally. But what's more important than productivity, than our Christian work, is to come to Christ Jesus, is to know him. We cannot get it the other way around. And it's so easy to do, especially in times of busyness. There's this phrase that, that came to my heart a few years ago, and it just always comes back up to my heart. Let's not get so busy working for the kingdom that we forget to just sit with the king. That, my friends, is the key. I pray, I have been praying over, especially over ministers, you know, because I went through these seasons even before all this quarantine started. So it wasn't a big shock to me. But I'm praying for the people that maybe they're a little bit shocked and they But I'm praying for God to reveal to them and for fruit, true fruit, even for whenever things start opening up or God giving new ideas for the kingdom to advance the kingdom. All of that is so beautiful, so important. But if we're so concerned about advancing a kingdom, 
People are so concerned with advancing a kingdom of a king they don't even know and have a relationship with. And what I want to say is allow Jesus to prune those places. If you've been in a time where you feel like your identity is all wrapped up in what you're doing and now you're not able to do much, just receive God's God's help. Just receive his identity for you. And another thing in this quarantine, the second thought I've had, which goes along with this one, is I believe that in this quarantine, and now, you know, things might be opening up where you are and and things like that. But we still have more time on our hands than we did before. And especially at the beginning of all of this, you know, hours and all day in the house. And I felt like during that time and any time, this isn't just for when we're stuck in the house, but it awoke in my heart things that I can continue whenever life continues to be busy. For example, going back to the first thought, when life begins to get busy again, I'm going to be thankful for the grace of God that that revealed and shone a light, shined a light, shone a light. I don't know how which one that's supposed to be. Oops. But I'm going to be grateful for the time that God revealed to me in the stillness where my identity was coming from so that when things do get busy again, I'm not going to start finding my identity in the things I can hold in my hand and produce. So uh, also I want to share another story. One time I was in a, a service, a church service, and I, I felt the Lord speak to my heart. He's, and he said, just open your hands like this. And I remember in that church service, the presence of God was so strong. And so we're worshiping. And, and so I hold my hands out. And, and he said to me, I want you to imagine and put in your hand everything that you've done and everything you ever hope to do. And so I remember just imagining like putting the works that, that, you know, I had accomplished and the things and the dreams that I want to accomplish. And so I'm, I'm holding out my hands and I felt the Lord say to my heart, now I want you to imagine how much bigger, how much stronger my presence is over you right now than what you're holding in your hands. And that changed me forever. It's so easy to continue to be so wrapped up in doing that we forget just to receive the presence of God. We forget that the presence of God is stronger than anything we could ever accomplish and ever do. And when we have that reality, we are able to accomplish more and and more fruit, more beautiful, perfect fruit. So during this quarantine, with all the times that we're sitting at home, I felt like God had given us an invitation to go deeper with him. It reminded me of a scripture. I don't know where it is right now, but it's in Psalms. And in the Passion Translation, it says, I lay all the pieces of my heart out on your altar, and I wait for your fire to fall on, on my life, to fall down on the pieces. Something like that. It's totally paraphrased. But, you know, I, I felt like we had this invitation to lay every piece of our life on the altar of God. And even now, wherever you are, wherever we are, we have this invitation. God, search my heart, as it says in Psalms. Search my heart. 
Know me. See if there's any wicked way in me. Point out the things that don't please you. We can do this with the Lord as much as we want every day just to say, God, I lay out the pieces of my altar. Point out to me the things that you want to be changed. Is there pride in my life? Point it out. Change it, God. I humble myself. And that we have this time that we can sit with God. Just sit with Him. Sometimes you don't even need to say anything, but just listen and give Him an invitation to search your heart and point it out. You know, He's the searcher of the hearts, but even if He's pointing it out, are we listening to hear it? Are we willing to change it? So we can lay our lives down, lay our lives out. You know, our ultimate goal is to be made into the image of God, to be more and conformed into the image of Christ. And what an invitation is this, that we can say we're not perfect and and we're allowing Jesus to point out the things in him, in us, not in him, of course, to point out the things in us that do not please him. We have this invitation. No matter when things get busy, I always want to be in front of the Lord, giving giving him time. Oh, we need to get back there, friends, just to give him time. We don't feel like we have to perform when we come in the presence of Jesus. You know, there's a, there's so many. That's a big problem, I think, when people are, I'm going to go spend time with God, and and then you're like, okay, this is what this person does, so I'm going to read one scripture, I'm going to praise one, one fast song, then one slow song, and then I'm going to listen for five minutes. There's no program. Just listen. Just sit and meditate in your heart about the goodness of God. Give thanks to the Lord. It's not a program. You just sit. Every relationship with God is unique. Every person is unique. That's what that's the beauty of a family. So, I'm inviting you to do this with me throughout this time and throughout the rest of our lives here on this earth that we always invite. We've received an invitation to an ex- to extend an invitation for God to search our heart and show us the things and allow his fire to fall on our hearts. These have been my two quarantine thoughts. And if quarantine keeps going on or, I mean, we're in a really crazy time, but friends, I'm praying for your families. I'm praying for your friends. Um, and I just pray that, that in this time that it's not a wasted time that God has things to show us. God has things to show you. And we're in this together. So I I bless you. And let me just pray as I close out this, this episode. And if that's been you who has felt very, like their identity has been challenged, I encourage you to remind yourself of Christ. It's why we're here. It's more important than any Christian work we could ever do is to know him. And the Amplified, that scripture in Philippians said, for my determined purpose is to know him.
That is our purpose, friends, and that is the sum of our life. Father, I thank you for every person joining and listening. God, I just encourage them in the name of Jesus. I bless them in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, any any situation they're facing or any opportunity that they've had to doubt who they are, to feel like they're less, Father, I pray that you speak your identity over them, that you are singing songs of identity over them, that they belong to you. Father, we give every part of our life to you the parts we don't understand, the parts that are difficult. Father, we lean into you and we tell you, we give you an invitation, God, to search our heart. We give you an invitation to point out the things that don't please you. We want to be like you and we want to know you, Jesus. Reveal yourself to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, friends, and I hope you join us for our next episode three in the Love to the Nations podcast. If this blessed you, then send me a message at Ginny Olivia or Love to the Nations so that you can tell us if you have any guests that you want to be on or any requests, the topics you want to talk about. It's just so, so great to be able to share with you what's on our heart, And we believe that you will stay tuned. Bye.